Hello and welcome to B-Side, where we revisit business world stories and tell a few of our own. Patch Dulai founded the Spark Project, a local crowdfunding platform for social entrepreneurs in 2013. After seven years, he's come full circle. He posted the book he's been working on, on the Spark Project, hoping it gets published with the help of the community he created. In this episode, the first-time author speaks with Business World reporter Patricia Mirasol about how he turned a series of webinars into a book containing lessons and tips for entrepreneurs. Maybe we can start by having you tell a bit more about yourself and your professional background. My name is Patch Dulay. I'm the founder and CEO of The Spark Project. I'm an entrepreneur. My background is in IT, but I had this fascination over social entrepreneurship way back in 2013. And from that curiosity about entrepreneurship and social entrepreneurship, this led me to start The Spark Project. It's a crowdfunding website and a community for startup entrepreneurs and social entrepreneurs who want to pursue their entrepreneurial dreams at the same time, create an impact in the communities that they're part of. So is this like the only crowdfunding platform in the Philippines? Because I'm not very familiar with any other. The Spark Project is one of the first pioneering crowdfunding website that started way back in 2013. And since then, there have been only a handful of crowdfunding websites. We're very proud to say that the Spark Project is the longest-running crowdfunding website. And we're the only one that is focused on supporting creative and social enterprises here in the Philippines. Can you share some of the more successful crowdfunding initiatives in your platform? Over the years, we have sparked over 100 projects on our website and A lot of them are, of course, local, small local businesses. A lot of them are product-based businesses as well who work closely with our local talent, like artisans, our bag makers, our shoemakers. And some of the projects that we have that we're very proud of and who have become also our friends, some of them are social entrepreneurs. One of them is Gouache, a bag brand. They work closely with bag makers from Maritina and they create these really cool looking wax canvas bags. And they started with us way back in 2013 when we were starting and until now, seven years after, they're still a brand and they're doing quite well. Another brand that we had the pleasure of sparking and crowdfunding is Risque Designs. It's a shoe brand based out of Maritina. And she works closely with shoemakers. Her mission as social enterprise is to be able to bring back the glory of Maritina shoemaking. We have another brand called Woven Home Textiles. So they're a social and cultural startup. They work closely with weavers from different parts of the country, more specifically in Bangarla Union. They want to preserve the weaving traditions that our country is very rich of. So their goal as a business, as a brand, is to be able to bring our rich tradition into something that's more current through their design so that it's more attractive to the millennials and the current generation. I'm glad that Spark Project has helped these great social enterprises So now Spark Project is also helping you launch your ReSpark book. So tell me a little bit more about this project of yours. 
Yes, your spark book. It's kind of like full circle for me right now to be able to crowdfund my own project at the Spark Project. And it's called the Spark Book. It comes a bit as a surprise for me and maybe for some of my friends because a lot of people know that I'm not really a writer. I'm, I really dread writing and coming out with a book. It's not something that people would expect me to pursue. But I guess because of the lockdown, it gave me a lot of free time. And the lockdown has also allowed me to really think a lot about my business, think about the Spark Project, at the same time think about our network or our community of entrepreneurs who I am sure were experiencing the same struggles I'm experiencing as an entrepreneur. During that whole lockdown process, the Spark Project also had to pivot. We usually do a lot of in-person events also as a supplement to our crowdfunding website. And because we can't do any more in-person events, we moved to a lot of online events. And we did a lot of webinars in the past months. And with those webinars, it also gave me an opportunity to invite people who I look up to, who are very knowledgeable in their respective fields, and invite them to be able to share lessons and advice that they can give to fellow entrepreneurs during this time of pandemic. Sayang naman, if the things that I've learned from all these webinars just end as a webinar, I also have friends who are writers who have published their own books and they would always encourage me and they said, why don't you write a book? Because it would really help a lot of people. The lockdown really gave me so much time to think about things. It's also kind of like therapeutic for me to start writing all my thoughts and learnings. And at the end of the day, the final output of those writings is something that I think could not just benefit me, but for other people who might read it in the future. You featured seven entrepreneurs in the book. Tell me a bit more about how they became part of the book's journey. These seven are my personal idols. I look up to them and even outside of work or the webinar context, I would follow their work and learn from them. One is Chit Wan. She's a founder of EcoStore. She starts off by establishing an entrepreneurial mindset, especially during this time, being able to be resilient and also being able to accept or like, you know, as entrepreneurs coming face to face with the reality of this pandemic. And to be able to do so, it's having that openness also to accept the situation and from there having that mindset to bounce back. He also mentioned something about really going back to the basics now because a lot of things, the bells and whistles of what we had of our enterprises before are now reduced to things that are essential. And it could be as essential as going back to pen and paper, but also embracing the technology that is available to us. And then next is Kitty Ferreria. She's a life coach. She's my personal life coach. And she talks about creating that space during this pandemic. We are in the process of transition. And she lays out how we can transition best during this time. What I like about my conversation with her is that she talks particularly on this concept of the neutral zone. So in this process of transition, the neutral zone is something also that's important, especially for us entrepreneurs, that we can't rush into new beginnings 
this neutral zone also plays a purpose or plays a role in our journey in re-sparking. And that's taking a pause, and that's recalibrating, and that's acknowledging also that things had to end, and to help you create those new beginnings, you should have that time for you to regroup. And that's that neutral zone, and that's that pause, which is very crucial. Joy Cruz, she's a design thinker. She talks about how to be able to seek and seize new opportunities during this time. And through the process of design thinking, she gets to illustrate how you can apply the design thinking process and creating new products and services for your business. And then Gina Burrame, a friend of mine, he's a strategist and a marketer right now. He's a VP at SM Supermalls. He talks about how to best communicate your brand during this time. And one of the key things that he says is that brands should be helpful, useful, and uplifting to be able to stay relevant and to be able to still continue to have purpose as a business and as a brand. And then Tinky Poe and Vinny Salonga, they're my friends from ATBP. They're an accounting firm for social enterprises. And they talk about financial management. And a lot of entrepreneurs would dread the process of really looking into your finances during this time. But it's also an important step to check your financial health and also try to look for ways on how you can survive. Information about your finances is very useful in making decisions for your business. So it's nice because they explain it in such a way that it's not intimidating. Because I myself, I'm really allergic with numbers aside from me being scared of writing. But Pinky and Vinny, they do a good job in explaining how financial management is important and can be done by anyone during this time. And lastly, James Fernando. He's a friend from the startup community. He's an e-commerce guy. He's the founder of Shirtly and Panaderia.ph, which interestingly, Panaderia.ph is an e-commerce business that was founded during the pandemic. He talks about e-commerce and how we can maximize and utilize the technology that we have today to be able to bring your businesses to the new frontier or this new normal that we're talking about. I wonder if the definition of business success has changed now because before the pandemic, businesses measured their success by their bottom line only. So do you think that this definition of success changed for businesses as a result of this pandemic and this great rethink? I love this question, and I totally believe that this pandemic has given us an opportunity to rethink what a successful business is. When I started my journey as an entrepreneur and choosing a path of being a more conscious entrepreneur and social entrepreneur seven years ago, I've always dreamt a day where businesses would look at doing business differently and not just thinking about the bottom line, but also looking into the impact that their business creates in society. And if there's one thing like silver lining or a glimmer of hope that this pandemic has brought, it's that opportunity to think of how we do business now. We are 
forced to kind of like this really distill our operations, the way we do things to its also bare essentials. And at the core of it, you go back to your vision, you go back to your values. And I really hope that at the distilled level of all our businesses, the values are very humanitarian or the values have the best intentions for the society at large. I believe that businesses now are given an opportunity to see things differently as they move forward. And as we would say at Spark Project, to spark a better normal. Everybody has gone through this process of transition and reassessing their lives about what is important to me. And at the end, what's important is we have good health, we have food on the table, we are with our loved ones, and also if we have that luxury and privilege to also lend a helping hand to other people. So those themes are a note that businesses now should also take the lead from what the rest of society is shifting towards. And that concludes another episode of B-Side. Once again, you heard Patch Dulay, the founder of the Spark Project, talking with Business World reporter Patricia Mirasol about ReSpark, a book that collects the wisdom of seven entrepreneurs. Helpful knowledge must be shared, he said. We hope you heard something useful, something that sparks your business, your imagination, and maybe your joy. This episode was recorded remotely on September 25. This is Sam El Marcelo. Thanks for listening. Stay safe and stay sane.